0: We're much more interested in meeting couples where the woman is really into women, that she's not doing it for her husband's entertainment. Um, Or she's just exploring. Or she's just (laughs) exploring and and wants to see it and and see where she falls out in that regard. And we're not interested in meeting people who are totally phobic for either gender. I wouldn't say I'm bi, but if a guy wants to touch me or play with me, I'm not going to jump out of bed
1: and play, punch it. Welcome back to Openly Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Spandiari, and today you are in for a treat. I am bringing you real-life people, another couple who are going to share the way that they have navigated their non-monogamy journey over the last several decades. So, I don't know if you remember, but back in November, December, I did a call to action asking people for their stories. I wanted to hear the most interesting, exciting, goofy, or racy ways that people happened into non-monogamy. And a few of you responded, but today's guests, Donna and Alex from Florida, sent me the best story. In my opinion. And we're going to share that with you today. But if you're hearing this and you're like, I want to share my story, just know that now there is a permanent place on our website where you can submit your story and you can even remain anonymous if you'd like to. Or maybe you want to come on the podcast and share it. Um, So go and check that out if this is calling to you. But in the meantime, let's get to know Donna and Alex. Their story is so interesting. It reminds me a lot of my own complete sort of blindsided, unintentional way that they opened their relationship. Welcome to the show, Donna and Alex. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi. So um, another thing that I want to mention now, and we'll we'll get to this later, but since opening up your relationship, you both started a blog called Swinging Through the Ages, and I bet similar to myself and most other people who listen to the show who practice some version of non-monogamy. If if somebody would have told you to, you know, (laughs) back when you were, you know, in your 20s or 30s, that like you would be open and, you know, identify as swingers and have a blog about
2: this, you would have probably said you're crazy. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, it was definitely not, never anything that crossed our minds.
1: Yeah. But here we Uh, are. And yeah, yeah, I think your blog has been like a resource for people and a voice for people to have a space where they feel understood and seen in a world that, you know, oftentimes.
2: Right. Um, oftentimes. Do you want to grab yeah. it? No. It's a, one of those ro- <laughs> ro- robocalls. Um, cool. But it, about the blog, we started it because we had heard comments about people saying um, that they're too old for this. Mm-hmm. And we're like thinking, I don't think so. You know, it's not like we're really young, and we play with a lot of people who are five, ten years older than us. Wow. So we decided to um, to write this blog. To I don't know if we've reached those people, but to say, you know, you're never too you're never too old, you know, to to get into the lifestyle. Absolutely.
1: That's like and, one and of the reasons gonna... that I chose your story.
2: Yeah, <laughs> go
0: ahead. And, and we kind of aged into our lifestyle because we have been doing it a long time. And mm-hmm. over the years, kind of our our tribe that, that formed up, you know, is aging along with us, right? We're all moving along life together. But at the same time, we meet couples who are a bit younger um, and we don't have an issue. We're just very comfortable. If it's a couple that flips our switch and there's chemistry there, the age is just a number. It's not not an issue for us.
1: Right. Right. I love that. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, chemistry (laughs) is everything. It does not matter. Um, I've surprised myself with like people that I'm attracted to. Um, and that's the that's the cool thing about being open as you continually get to explore your sexuality as you age, where I feel like for many people, maybe not everyone in a monogamous relationship, um, you tend to stop exploring because you're like, oh, this works and this is the end goal. Um, but I want to I want to go back to sort of the beginning and. You guys were on the Normalizing Non-Monogamy podcast as well, um, which I was on. And that's actually the first way that we connected um, with Emma and Finn. So for those of you who don't know about that show, it's also another amazing podcast about non-monogamy. And Emma and Finn are just like angels in the work that they do as well. Um, But for people who don't know you, let's take it back to the... (laughs) The inception, <laughs> right? Because it's such an interesting and organic story. And honestly, I feel like this is the the way that everyone maybe wishes that it would go down.
2: <laughs> so why don't you just take us through the story that you go shared with me? No, okay, I can I can start. Um, we actually, Our relationship actually was organic in the same way. We were uh, best friends. And as Alex likes to say, friendship got out of hand. Um, So we were best friends for like three years before we decided to become quote unquote a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so we would have many conversations. I think one of the conversations way before we knew what that lifestyle was that um, I always felt it wasn't natural for um, to be mated. If you want to use that term, uh, for life with one person. Um, but we always said if we ever had an affair, we'd have it together. And this was, you know, just joking, but that's and, it sort and of, we didn't it sort know anything was.
0: about <laughs> non-monogamy. We just it was to your point very organic. Mm-hmm. It was right. to us just the way it should be. It was just normal to us. Right. Whatever normal is. Whatever
2: normal is. So yeah. I had I had friends that I had met before I met Alex, um, and we just became very close friends. Um, And the husband and I would flirt, you know, but I would always say, well, you're married. You know, we can't, you know, let's keep moving. Um, And then when Alex came into the picture, I uh, introduced them um, to these friends, and it just clicked. Um, you know, because sometimes you have friends and it's like we well, like the husband, you <laughs> like the wife, but you don't like, you know, all four, right. you don't get along. And I know, it's
1: just, a tough dynamic.
2: Yeah. And we just click from the beginning. Um, and um, so our friendship for some friendship developed. And um, then I guess organically <laughs> it developed into something else. So what had happened
0: was that we would go out with them and we'd go to dinner, we'd go to the movies and we'd find our way back to their house. Cause they had little kids at that point. So
2: mm-hmm. they're
0: exactly our age and, but they were married a few years ahead of us. So they had already started a family. And so we'd always wind up back at their house and, um, and we wind up hanging out and, You know, occasionally we'd go out to dinner, but come back and and watch in those days videos. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, then then uh, uh, our friend Mike would would pull out, hey, I got this great porn video. Why why don't we watch it? And then then he (laughs) would joke around like, hey, why don't we kind of, you know, uh, you know, Donna and Fran change seats on the couch and sit next to each other. And over time it moved on from just sitting next to each other and holding hands to making out and oral sex and just at that point I, I like to say we didn't need porn, we didn't need the porn movie anymore.
1: <laughs> right. So we could like, watch a
0: movie and kind of like kids, just sit there making out and, and starting to play. And with each
1: other's partners.
0: With each like other's partners. partners. Right. And we never really thought much about it. And We weren't playing or hooking up with other couples. It was just with them. And we were kind of a polyquad before we knew the term. So the four of us (laughs) didn't know any of this language. And and Mike, who has a crazy sense of humor, would say, hey, you know, we're swingers. And we would just like laugh at that because we didn't know what it was. We were just... They were friend. They were good friends and friends with benefits. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just evolved from there.
2: Right. And it continued yeah. for a good fifteen years. Yeah. Because yeah, then we had years. kids, and our kids got a little older. Um. And, and we
0: would yeah. and we would sometimes go away with them without kids. For we I was gonna like,
1: say, did you travel and yeah? Yeah. To we would go away
0: with them a lot and have. You know, we were friends, so it was easy for us to go to say go antiquing and then go back to our hotel where we were sharing, let's say, a suite and play, and then go out Mm -hmm. to dinner and then come back and have dessert. And you know, it was yeah, it was it was just kind of a very normal, this is just the way we were. If we were back in the hotel. And someone decided to take their clothes off and just hang out naked. And it was, it was just normal. It wasn't not necessarily sexual. It was just the comfort yeah. level that we had
1: with each other. Right. I right. love that so much. Right. I have that with even my friends who I'm never going to date or, uh, you know, don't have a romantic relationship with. We've just normalized like our bodies being, and, and just Having that level where it doesn't have to be sexual, um, there's right. that level of comfort and just seeing each other for our humanness too that I really appreciate as part of your story. Right. Um, I, I At any point, um, well, I think you actually shared this with me and I want to get to this part too, but before, before I ask that, let me back up a second. Would you play as a group or would it always be a swap?
0: We didn't play, as a group, you mean with other couples besides?
1: No, like the four of you in the same area,
2: or oh, was yeah. it just, okay. No, it I mean, was, we no, would always if, play in the same area. Yeah, we always play
0: room. in the same area. I mean, part of it was we realized, because Donna and I were growing and understanding this dynamic more, it was very hot for us to see our partner with someone else. Right. And yeah. there's been, over the years, very, I won't say no jealousy, but very little jealousy. So we were very comfortable with seeing each other with the other. It, right. it wasn't a big deal. And right. sometimes you got so into it, you weren't even paying attention right. to the other couple. Yeah. Right.
2: But, but I will say one thing, that the, the entire relationship, we were never full swap.
0: Right. It okay. was always a soft swap. It was
2: always soft swap. Because Got it. Okay. I think that was that was
0: that was not, a boundary. I think it was that.
2: that was a boundary. Not, not
0: for us. Right. We, we would have done full swap, but for mm-hmm. them, particularly for Fran, it was a her boundary. Okay. So I see. Um right. but the thing is what it turned out, and this is where the, where it gets really funny, is that this wasn't just the spontaneous seduction of us. This was I I won't say planned, but thought through on their side on some level. Because what came out afterwards was that Fran really had the hot spadana, and she really wanted to. If you it's... want to explore her by side,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she was, I mean, she she was you know really into women and she's probably and I would still say this even though they're still married and we think happy we think she's more gay than straight
2: so her she's, gaydar was always her uh, was, was always like, off the charts <laughs> was like
0: they were once at our house and someone was there and she goes who's the babe yeah. and we said oh she's straight she's married and she said yeah well it doesn't matter she's queer and like, and she called it. And eventually, this woman left her husband, and is now happily married to another woman. So oh, wow. it's like, so yeah. Fran really called it a few years ahead of the, ahead of it. But right. it turned right. out Fran really had it had it a, for had a really keen liking. Let's say for Donna,
2: right? And, and did you explore that? Yeah, with her. So yeah. I was going to say we did explore. We explored it when we were the four of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there would be times, um, especially there were times when I was in between jobs. I was out of work Mm -hmm. for a while and she would, we would meet, she'd come over to the house and the two of us had a couple of dates. Okay. Um, it was always, I remember it was always a little awkward at first. We'd be talking, um, or occasionally, um, the guys would, if we'd be the four of us, the guys would say, "Hey, let's go get some soda downstairs or drink downstairs," and they would leave us upstairs. The drink downstairs, right? The That's drink, like- right? Um, so we did explore. So that was, and you know, and for myself, way back when, um, I mean, I guess when I was maybe junior high school. I used to think about whenever I'd fantasize, it was always about girls because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about guys I didn't date till yeah. I was in college. Um so maybe that was something that I didn't know about. So mm-hmm. but I was very open to it when she suggested it. Yeah.
1: Okay. And did you continue then to develop your attraction to women? Like
2: post uh post stopped,
1: re- yeah, post this relationship. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Do you, you identify as bi or queer still?
2: I guess I identify as bi. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I'm like, Alex is always asking me, well, you're always saying you're bi. And I'm like, well, I don't walk down the street and look at women and go, oh, I'd really like you know, to be with her.
0: But she doesn't do but, that for guys either. But
2: yeah, so. it's I like do more for <laughs> guys but when we're with a couple or and even when we've been just separate um well desire which is another story um i have just gone off and had time with a woman so i okay. guess I'm, i guess i would identify him as bi not i mean i can't figure out all the LBGQ plus <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever <laughs> It's the, the labels yeah.
1: are interesting, right? Because right. sometimes they're confusing. Sometimes they give you really empowering and help you like, Oh, I'm, you know, I understand myself. Like I, this is very clear. Um, right. and then other times it can feel a little bit like boxy if you're then right. realizing that you're kind of lending yourself into another side of the spectrum or, so I always think it's a fluidity thing It's like chapters right. and seasons in, in our lives. Right. But, um, Yeah, so it's
0: very very fluid because we are not into labels uh, themselves. Um, And but for us, it's important to when we meet new couples, we're much we're much more interested in meeting couples with a woman. Is really into women that she's not doing it for her husband's entertainment. Um, or she's just exploring. Or she's just <laughs> exploring and, and wants to see it and and ex, and see where she falls out in that regard. It's not. And you always say you always want women who are going to reciprocate. Yeah,
2: I want women who reciprocate. Exactly. I don't want it yeah. one way. If I'm going to do it, I want it both ways.
0: <laughs> and we're not. And we're not totally people who are totally phobic for either gender. So right. um, you know, I I wouldn't say I'm bi, but if a guy wants to touch me or play with me, I'm not going to jump out of bed and like punch him. I mean, it's like, okay, you know, go for it. If that's what you're into, I'm okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's amazing because yeah. what you're doing is you're like remaining open and neutralizing a space that a lot of times is charged with so much, um, taboo and stigma. And, um, this feelings need, like there has to be this harsh line, like to draw your line and of course have your boundaries and what what makes you feel safe and comfortable. Um, but you know, finding all over this community of open openness and non-monogamy that there's so much acceptance and love and like, don't, you know, I'm not going to yuck your yum, even if it's not my thing. So I think right. that's so cool. Um, right. So I'd love to continue on with the story and sort of find out how it evolved your relationship. And as all good things right. and bad things, they come to an yeah, end.
2: Well, I guess our relationship with this couple evolved in that we would, you know, originally was just kissing and whatever. And then we moved on. Um, and it it continued for I've lost track of the number of years, you know, sort of sort of figuring out by our kids' ages, you know, <laughs> you know when it ended, and um, but it ended at least a first time ago. more because the first time we went to Desire was 2012, so I think it ended more like 2010 mm. because. We would try and get together and something always happened that they weren't able to join, you know, to get together. And we looked at each other and said, are there other people who do this? There's got to be other people who do this. So um, you're playing with them
1: for like 15 years, not having any <laughs> right. idea
2: about this community. Right. And for people right. listening,
1: Desire right. is, um, it's a resort. Um, mm-hmm. Where is it? It's in Mexico? It's in Mexico. It's okay. south of Cancun. Cancun. Right. That's right. Okay. We have never
2: been. Yeah. um, Yeah. And so what happened was we would go to a um, clothing optional beach, um, which is another story. The first time we went, I told Alex, I said, I may go topless, but I'm probably not going to go bottomless. He said, do whatever you want.
0: And and going (laughs) to that beach was Donna's idea. It was my
2: idea. Right. Yeah. But we got to the beach and by the time he sets up the chairs and the blanket. I'm totally naked, and he's like, "What happened?" I said, "Well, look at the people on the beach. Nobody's wearing a bathing suit. My body looks great compared to theirs." So that was it. You were like, um, "I'm taking it uh, off." I'm taking it off exactly. So we would go to this clothing optional beach, and um, I was coming up to I don't know an anniversary or something. We said, "There's got to be some place that we a resort that we can go to that's clothing optional." Hmm. And um, Alex did some research and came up with desire. And the rest is history. <laughs> but
0: that was really our first intro to lifestyle. Like, right. we knew what we were getting into. So we figured nothing would shock us there. And we right. didn't go with the idea. We went with the idea of knowing we're going to a sexy environment um, with like-minded, mm-hmm. open-minded people. And we knew we had each other. So we thought, you know, at the very minimum, it's going to be hot. And it's going to be hot for us as a couple. And it was there that we learned about the lifestyle. We learned about couples dating websites and, you know, things like that. And we played with no one other than each other while we were there. And it was definitely hot. Um, And it was definitely educational for what we learned. I think we went for like five days um, and we met like amazing people and said, oh, we got to like definitely check this out. And
1: And can you, you can play in public, in the public spaces at the resort? It's kind of
0: yes and no. So is compared to some other lifestyle resorts, it's totally clothing optional Except in, except in the lobby and the restaurants. Um, and the restaurants. Okay. Even if you run in for lunch, guys have to put a shirt on and you know shorts or, or something, and women have to wear some cover up. And
1: mm-hmm. the women
0: can wear a very sheer cover up um, mm-hmm. that leaves zero to the imagination. But that's but those are the rules. And you dress for dinner. People tend to dress nicer for dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because you meet people during the day at the pool, and at night they're all cleaned up and go, Do We know you, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, right, right. But, but the resort, in terms of play, at the pool, you're not supposed to. There is a little bit that goes on, but nothing over. But by about four o'clock, people start migrating over to the jacuzzi. And at the jacuzzi, anything goes. In the jacuzzi, okay. there are beds and lounge chairs around it and things like that. And then at night off the disco, there's a playroom that it varies from night to night, you know, what's going on there. But a lot of times after the show and dancing, people find their way back to the jacuzzi. Um, And we've been to the jacuzzi. We've closed the jacuzzi
2: (laughs) at like 2 or 3
0: in the morning. Also, a lot of couples go back to their rooms. They'll meet a couple and they'll, you know to take it to the next level. Some some people don't play in public. They just go back to their rooms.
2: And some people don't play at all.
0: And some people right. don't play at all. Right. But, yeah. um, right. but you could be at the jacuzzi, and pe- it's like a giant cocktail party of naked people in 100-degree water, and you look over someone's shoulder, and on a bed, there's a couple going at it. And mm-hmm. we always like to joke, is that couple having sex? <laughs> like,
2: you <in> a- <laughs> know, Oh, my God, you sound just like my husband. He
1: always makes, like, the silliest jokes like that. Right. um,
0: But sometimes that could be us or it could be us with another couple. So it's like, um, but it's it's more of a slightly upscale resort. It's not Mm -hmm. like a giant frat party and it's not an ongoing orgy. Mm -hmm. So uh, and it's Mm -hmm. not inexpensive.
1: Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that because we've really never talked about that on the show ever. And, you know, for, for everyone listening, you, you guys always ask me like, where do we meet people? And there's no one in my, you know, I, I live in Missouri and it's like, well, you know, if you, if you're really dedicated and you want to expand your horizons, you know, a lot of people, Um, Can go to these places and dip your toes into the warm water, you know. And like Donna said, there you can show up and not do anything and just really take it all in with your eyes. And even that can be like the sexiest thing ever, right? Exactly, Um, right? Yeah, but I guarantee you'll meet amazing people at, you know, this. I've never been, but I've been to places like it, and yeah, just everyone is so great.
0: We've met amazing people, some of them, and over the years, we've accumulated friends who we meet again there, or we see, because they're all over the country and all over the world, um, that we've met up elsewhere or there, and we have like this group of people who we meet up over July 4th, um, obviously it got a little bit waylaid because of COVID, but, um, but we're in constant touch with some of these people, we're texting back and forth, um where sometimes uh, uh, we you know life events, kids getting married or mm-hmm. some of them having grandchildren. Um, you know where we're friends you meet people you meet when you're naked become amazing friends
1: right Yeah but, because but, it's like you're so authentic already right right exactly exactly,
2: exactly. You're and in the same way I was gonna say that that when we went to desire again, we learned about all the different sites um, and not a lot about the lifestyle. I Maybe mean, we didn't learn about poly and things like that. I don't think when we were there, it still was something new. Um, but it gave us a way when we got home to say, hey, you know, let's see if there's other people near us who we can meet up with. Mm-hmm. And
0: by the way, we've right. met plenty of poly couples there. Like yeah. um, right. poly-quad couples who come, uh, they live in different parts of the country, and this is their way of meeting, and they s- socialize a lot with people, but they're not playing with other people. It's
1: Right, it's, they're closed. You know,
0: and right. they're coming with each other, and people are very, at least we are, and others, we our friends too, are very respectful of that. We're right. not mm-hmm. trying to interlude because this is their time together um as couples and, right and there are other people who are not like that you know it's really varied who you know come to a result like that but
1: yeah what i was going things. to
0: add is that right. this whole um journey of ours has been amazing for us as a couple
2: how so um,
0: because right. we just
2: we communicate so much better well we always communicated i don't think we've we had a problem with that, but we, I think we communicate a lot more on our, and look for other things to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and and right. we're just so open with each other. Um, and I come from a professional world where I couldn't really talk a lot about what I did day to day. Cause there were restrictions on what I could say and what I couldn't say. Mm-hmm. So. Um, this is a way for me to open up, um, and it enabled us to, I think we started at a good place because it didn't start really as a romantic relationship. It started as a friendship, um, mm. and it's only over the years gotten deeper, and this has really opened us up to really great people who are also very transparent and yeah. very
2: honest. Right. And you also, we've developed this, gave us a chance to meet people you never would have met, you know. But you can, what we found in the lifestyle is that you can talk to people about anything and everything. So we have friends, you, know, you talk about, you know, the grandkids, you talk about, you know, retirement, you know, what are you doing here? Um, as well as, uh, you know, where do you want to go to? For dinner and where do you want to go play you know or mm-hmm. well, what show yeah. you want
0: to go it's, see or what movie or, right mm-hmm. you know it's but it, it's funny because when if when we go out with our and most of our friends now are similar to us they're lifestyle friends and we go out sometimes we never we don't play We just go out to dinner or we go out to a show or or uh, uh some art fair or something and But the thing is, you can have the most honest, open conversations with them.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, if you can talk openly about sex with people, it Mm -hmm. really then opens. It's like opening Pandora's box then where you can really have an open, honest conversation about anything. Anything. And There's really niceties, like niceties, meaning like just talking about, you know, small talk, like the weather and things that you would with people when you're engaging and you don't really know how deep you can go with them. Whereas if you can talk openly about your sexuality and your desires and your boundaries and communicate effectively um, and put yourself in a space that maybe over the years has been a little bit uncomfortable and heard you guys say like very minimal jealousy, which we've had a very similar experience to that. But once you can find out that the baseline is like actually so deep, then Mm. it's easy to develop such meaningful friendships where you can talk about anything. What an episode, you guys. These are my favorite. I absolutely love talking to people about their real-life relationship journey because everyone does relationships differently. Now, if you enjoyed this story and hearing how they accidentally – opened their relationship, and became swingers with this other couple that they were really good friends with, I'm going to be bringing you a second part to this interview next week, so stay tuned. Also, how hot does desire sound? Now, at the time that I recorded this with Donna and Alex, I hadn't yet been, but I was so intrigued by doing this episode with them that Posh and I actually – Visited Desires in Mexico not that long ago. And if you haven't heard the episode yet, check out episode 91 because I detail all about the erotic massages that I received there. And since then, so many of you are interested in going to check out these adults-only clothing optional resorts that I'm now working with the company. So I have a link Make sure if you're planning on booking, you go through the link in the show notes and let them know that Jessica from Openly sent you. Stay tuned for next week. We're going to be getting into so much more. Like, is Florida really the most (laughs) swinger-friendly state? Is an upside-down pineapple a real thing? And just a lot more things about navigating this lifestyle while raising a family. So see you all next week. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave a review for the show.
2: And sending you so much love. Have a sexy week. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place.
0: The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos.